Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Luke 17 and 19 says, And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. This is after someone had been healed. Thy faith had made thee whole. Everyone say, made whole. Thy faith has made thee whole. Matthew 9 and 22 says, But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, the lady with the issue of blood, be of good comfort, my faith, thy faith had made thee whole. And the woman was made whole. Everyone say, made whole. Everyone say, complete. From that hour. Luke 8 and 46 says, And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that the virtue has gone out of me. He said, "There." Listen, every time that you, you can't touch Jesus without something happening. That's why when you say service was life-changing, I don't know how many times we can have life-changing services, but I promise you, every time that you touch Jesus, it's going to change your life. And I want you to know today, maybe, and it was just a light touch. Maybe, maybe you're, okay, I'm not quite ready to jump into the pool yet, but if you'll just reach out and touch him, there's a change in your life that you could never imagine today. And so the lady just reaches out and touches him. Somebody has touched me, for I perceive the virtue, the strength has gone out of me. I have, there has been a transfer to that person. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him and declared unto him, for all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace. Everyone say peace. Now if I could, now I would never, but if I could, for the purposes of this message, I would say Go in P-I-C-E. Go in peace. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Here's the peace that you need. Here's the peace that you need for what you need in your life. I'm going to preach just for the next little while. Whole. W-H-O-L-E. Holiness. And if I could put it in subtitles, I would call it the missing peace. The missing piece. Look at your neighbor and ask him. Say, are you missing a piece? Are you missing a piece? Are you missing a piece? Ask him, say, are you missing something? Are you missing something? Let's lift our hands, lay our Bibles down, however we're accessing the word, however. But let's lift our hands right now. Let's ask the Lord to speak to us for the next few moments. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for our time together, God. I pray that you would bless us, encourage us. God, every person that's come here looking for an answer, God, I pray that you would minister to them and touch them in a special way, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Look at your neighbor and tell them you can sit down. You may be seated as King James speak. We like to use that here. You can sit down. All right. If... Actually, you know what? Now, you, you elders don't have to do it if you don't want, but I need everybody to stand. I'm sorry. I forgot about my object lesson here. If you want to stand, I, I would get your help. All right. 
we're going to have a contest here. The winner's going to get some bonus points. You can use them. It's a thousand bonus points. You can use them whenever you want. Uh, they're good for absolutely nothing, but you can use those bonus points. Pastor Chrisman, we'll, we'll add those in, okay? 10,000 bonus points. We'll make it 20,000. Let's have some fun. All right. Who here has completed a puzzle? Okay. Who here has never completed a puzzle? Sit down. <laughs> Somebody get this man a 25-piece, like, Paw Patrol puzzle for him at Target and just help the man out. We got to <laughs> That is hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Pastor, you're really going to connect to this message. <laughs> that's awesome. Two people in the building. The boss, and it looks like the second guy in charge right now. If you've put together a puzzle of more than a hundred pieces remain standing. More than a hundred pieces. If you put a puzzle together that had more than a hundred pieces remain standing. All right. If you've put a puzzle together that has more than, let's, let's go 500 pieces. If you put a puzzle together that has more than 500 pieces remain standing. Very nice. Yeah. We've got some serious puzzlers in this room. This is, yeah, I'm sure you're very puzzled, Pastor. If you put together a puzzle that is more than, let's go 750 pieces. Wow. All right. If you put together a puzzle that's more than 1,000 pieces remain standing. Wow. That's incredible. This is the most patient people in the room, Pastor. Just take note of this. The people that you need to get things done. This is. If you put together a puzzle that's more than, let's say, 2,000 pieces remain standing. All right, let's just, twenty five hundred. What's yours? Twenty five hundred. We got a tie. Let's give him a big hand. She can have the bonus points, sister. You've got the bonus points. Congratulations. You can use those at a later date. Puzzle pieces. I gotta, I gotta be honest with you though. If I could just be transparent, I am not good at puzzles. I'm not good at them. Uh, I just told my wife last night. I said, "Babe, we oughta start doing some puzzles with the kids. Maybe it's a little therapeutic, kind of help them relax a little bit, whatever it may be." And so, I uh, was at my little cousin's birthday party. Little Ben, who uh, just received the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name, and God's doing some amazing things in his life, and I'm so thankful for that. And, uh, I mean, it's just amazing to see what God's done in, in my cousin's Ben's life. But when he turned five, he got a puzzle. And, uh, <clears throat> and as any man does, I don't need to look at the directions. I don't need to look at the box. I'm just going to put this puzzle together. The puzzle, the puzzle was 25 pieces. And I decided that I was going to put this puzzle together with him. And I was going to help him. And I was going to be a good cousin and sat down with him and, started putting the puzzle together and he was doing it faster than I was and he was five. So I knew I needed to catch up. So I was trying to put it all together and I got this 25 piece puzzle together and uh, I got this 25 piece puzzle almost together and I started looking around and I thought, I'm missing a piece. What's, 
there's a, there's a piece missing of this puzzle. I said, the manufacturer didn't send it. There's something wrong with the man. They, they, they messed this up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where is that piece at? It had to be a mistake. I got the wrong box. I got, I got dealt the wrong hand. I got dealt the, 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 the one that's, I got dealt the, the, the box that's not fair. And I started blaming it on everybody else. Well, one of these kids must have picked this up and thrown it away. That's not fair to this young I'm trying to put this puzzle together, and I, I don't understand. And, and this isn't fair to anybody else. And, this is, and, and, and I'm, trying to do, I'm trying to do the right thing. And this box is messed up, and this puzzle isn't going to get put together. And I'm just incredulous. This isn't fair. And there's puzzle pieces everywhere. And I'm wondering, and, and I'm looking and trying to find the right puzzle trying to put it together, trying to figure it all out. How can I get this together if the pieces don't fit? And, and I was trying to get it all together, and, but there was a missing piece to the puzzle. And I'm looking around, and I'm doing everything I'm trying, in my power to figure it out. And all of a sudden, my little cousin Ben just turns around, and he says, Anthony, it's right behind you. Because I was so focused on what I could see. And I'm blaming everything else on my problems on everybody else. I'm blaming my circumstance of the puzzle on everybody else. Why everything else has happened. And I'm the one that wasn't paying the right attention. I'm the one that missed out and wasn't paying attention. It wasn't the manufacturer's fault. If I can say it this way, it's not God's fault. It's not other people's fault. I was blaming all the little kids in the room because it was somebody else that probably stole it, but it wasn't somebody that stole it. It was my negligence. It wasn't the devil's fault. It was my fault because I had made some mistakes. I wasn't looking the right way. I wasn't looking this way. And so here we are, and we find in the gospel so many times when Jesus would heal somebody, we find now, let's go to John 5 and 5. It says there was a certain man there which had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lie, and he knew that he had been now a long time in that case, this is a lame man, he said unto them, Wilt thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him and said, Sir, I have, I have no man. My circumstances aren't fair. The first person that would touch that pool would be the one that received their healing. It was one of the only places, and it would be recorded, where there were miracles that would happen in between the New and the Old Testament is what, what they believe. And so now we see, instead of him saying, Yes, Jesus, I want to be made whole. Make me whole. First thing he says is, this is the circumstance that I'm dealing with. But Jesus, you 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 gotta understand, I, I, I don't have what everybody else has. I don't have friends like everybody else has. I don't have a family that can help me out. And the impotent man, he said, I don't have a man. And when the water is troubled to put me in the pool, but while I'm coming, somebody else gets their miracle. Somebody else gets what I want. Somebody else, something happens for them, and I miss out. If I could say it this way, I want to do right for God, but 
I see everybody else at church trying to make do, to do the right thing, but I, I, but they don't understand my situation. They don't understand what I've been through. They don't understand the things that I've gone through. You don't, you don't realize what I'm dealing with. He thought that his miracle was only going to come from touching the pool when the master was standing right in front of him. And here I am telling you today, if you think that your miracle is going to come from church, you're wrong. If you think that God doing great things in your life, and listen, you need to stay faithful. You need to come to the house of God because this is where he belongs. But let me tell you something. Our faith is not in a church building. Our faith is not on Facebook. Our faith is not on some, in a man. Our faith is not in another human. Our faith is in Jesus. And if you'll realize that what God wants to do for you is not through a man, it's not through a church building, but it's through a God that loves you and cares about you and sees your situation. was too concerned with his circumstances to realize the miracle worker was standing right in front of him. But he was so accustomed to the customs that he didn't realize that there was the missing piece to his life was standing there ready to be completed. He didn't realize that what God had for him was right there. And he got so accustomed to the way that things should have been done. He got so accustomed to the way that people think about his life that he didn't even realize that God was standing right in front of him wanting to do something in his life. If I could say it this way, well, my parents were alcoholics, so I have to be too. Well, my parents were addicted, so I have to be too. Well, my family, they all went to jail, so I have to go to jail too. Let me tell you something today. There is a missing piece in your life that's ready to be completed, and you don't have to be like everybody else, and you don't have to go through what everybody else went through. I'm telling you, there's a missing piece in this room today that wants to give you an answer to what you've been looking for. You don't have to live the way that you've been living. You don't have to experience the pain that your family has experienced. There's a hope in Jesus. Beyond anything that you could ever imagine. It's not the will of God for you to be depressed. Well, my entire family's depressed, so it's just hereditary, and I'm going to have to deal with it too. Let me tell you something today. You don't have to struggle with depression every day of your life. You don't have to struggle with pain and circumstances every day of your life. You don't have to struggle with addiction every day of your life. There's a missing piece. That's standing right in front of you to give you an answer. Could it be that Jesus is standing right in front of you waiting to provide the miracle that you've been praying for but you think it's going to come one way and it's not going to come the way that you imagined? I was invited to a birthday party one time and uh, they asked me to come. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come. It was in Columbus. It was before I lived there. And they asked me to come. Anybody ready at Buca de Befos? We'll go after this. Let's go. It's in Columbus. Let's head over. So it's, we were going to go eat at Buca de Befos, but I was like 30 minutes early. And I don't like coffee. Is anybody, anybody coffee drinkers in here? We'll pray for you. Bean flavored water. It's disgusting. I wake up. Mm, I just really want some hot bean flavored water. That'd be so good. just lost half the audience. Oh, he ain't speaking truth, that's for sure. Yeah. So I go to, so 
and started praying this prayer, God, I want you to lead me. I want you to guide my steps. I want you to send me where you want me to go. I want you to, I want you just to guide me, Lord. You want to pray a dangerous prayer, pray that every day. And so I would just pray, and God, I got a few minutes to kill. What, what should I do? I mean, I know that sounds weird, but when you ask God to be involved and you involve him in your life, you watch what God does. Talk to him just like he's your best friend. I, listen, I ask God a lot of times where I should go to lunch. Because maybe there's somebody there that needs a touch. And so I say, hey, you know, Lord, what, what should I do? And he said, go to, go to the nearest Starbucks. I hate coffee. When I go there, I get a caramel frap in the summer or a, uh, a caramel apple spice in the winter. I get the girly drinks. Don't judge me. <laughs> Y'all were. I know. All you black coffee drinkers really don't like me. <clears throat> and uh, I said, <clears throat> I said, okay, Lord. And so I pull it up, and it's inside of a Kroger. I was like, I guess I'm just going to go get me a Starbucks, I guess. So I go in, and I just start waiting in line. It's a good, good amount of people there, and I, I walk up, and I just say, hello, I'm going to have a strawberry frappuccino, and she kind of laughed at me. And I said, and then something just hit me. And I looked at her, and I leaned over the table and where I was ordering from, and I said, sweetie, I'm sorry. I said, forgive me. I said, I don't know how to explain this other than to tell you that God loves you, and it's time that you come home. I have no idea where it came from. She said, she said, and she immediately tears started streaming down her face. I didn't know. I thought, I thought, I didn't know if she, where she went to church. I didn't know anything about her life. I didn't, I knew nothing. I never met this girl before, never seen her since. But all of a sudden, tears started to stream down her face. She said, have you ever heard of the Apostolic Christian Church in Mount Vernon, Ohio? She said, Brother L.J. Harry's the pastor. I said, Brother L.J. Harry is one of my best friends in the world. This is in Columbus, 40 miles away from there. All of a sudden, the Lord sent a young preacher to show up to a Starbucks, look a girl across the aisle, and tell her that God loves her and it's time to go back home. That girl was searching for a missing piece. And she, and she went to one of my best friend's churches. So here I am to tell you today that there's a God that loves you and he sees you in your situation and he sent you here to this room to tell you that there is a God that loves you and there is a God that cares about you and what you've been searching for your entire life. The answer is here. The answer is here. The answer is in Jesus. The missing piece is here. So I called her pastor. I said, LJ, you're not going to believe this, bro. I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, I just met Brittany at Starbucks. He said, I know exactly who you're talking about. I said, man, I said, she's, I said, she's coming to church tomorrow. She said she was so touched. I told him the story about how she said that it was time. I told her that it was time to come home. He immediately started sobbing on the phone. And he said, oh, Anthony, you have no idea. He said, you have no idea, Anthony, what just happened. If you know Brother L.J. Harry, he writes every word that he preaches. He scripts it almost word for word. He said, I just finished my sermon just a few minutes ago and we're preaching homecoming services and we're reaching for backsliders tomorrow and the last line of my message he said I'm preaching about the prodigal son and the last line of my message before I invite people to come and pray is isn't it time that you come home 
God saw that little girl just working at a Starbucks trying to run from the things of God. And he saw her and he cared enough about her to take me out of my way and to reach into that pastor's world and start speaking into her life. Can I tell you today that there's a God that sees your situation. He sees exactly where you're at. And it might seem insignificant. It might not seem like it's much. It might not seem like you got many answers. But there's a God that sees you. And there's a God that loves you. And he cares about what you're going through. He cares about what you've experienced. That's why you'll never hear this preacher say, I don't care what you've gone through because I do. And God cares about what you've gone through. God cares about your life experiences. But let me tell you something. He, it, but that doesn't matter to him. Because it's all just a molehill when it comes to c- coming against the things of God. Because he can be defeat every enemy that has come into your life. Some of you have been searching for the missing piece for a long time. You've been looking for the answer for a long time. And can I tell you today that the missing piece is him. Can I tell you today that there's a missing piece that cares about you, that's seeing and wants to complete the puzzle of your life? I know that your life circumstances have caused you so much pain. I know that your life circumstances have dealt with you and hurt you in ways that maybe others could never imagine. But can I tell you that you are not what has happened to you. You are who God has created you to be. And you might have went through some circumstances and you might have went through some pain. But it doesn't matter when it comes to the things of God because he still has destiny on you and what has happened to you is not who you are. What's happened to you in your life is not who you are. You are not a product of your circumstances. You are a product of God's promises. He can complete your puzzle. He can provide the missing link to your miracle. Don't get so accustomed to the customs of life that we forget that Jesus wants us to be made whole. My life will never be perfect. Well, guess what? Jesus never healed somebody and made them perfect. He healed them and made them whole. Jesus didn't heal them to make their lives a bed of roses and make everything perfect from then on out. As a matter of fact, they probably struggled more because of the enemy trying to attack them. But Jesus doesn't give you miracles. He doesn't give you great blessings so that... that, that, that so that we can have some special thing happen to us, but he gave it to us so that our life can be made whole. It might not be perfect. Let me tell you something. Your life may never be perfect. Your life may never have all the answers. Your life may never be perfect, but let me tell you something. Your life can be complete. And the missing pieces that you've been searching for, the missing answers that you've been looking for is right there. to complete the puzzle. And you've been looking around saying, look at the circumstances that I'm in. It's not fair. Somebody else got the better puzzle. Somebody else got the better circumstances. But I've come to tell you today that you have a hope beyond all hope and you can have a peace beyond all peace if you'll understand that there's peace that passes all understanding. There's a hope that passes all understanding. There's a missing peace. He wants to complete. He wants to piece, put the pieces of your life back together. I'm hurrying.
uh, I'm going to skip a few things here. But Colossians 2 and 9 says this. For in him, everyone say, in him, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And verse 10 says, you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. I've come you to tell you today that God is so explicit about being complete that he, that he lets us know that he's not the third member in a group, but he is God all by himself. He is complete. He is whole. He is all in all. And I've come to tell you today with every bit of mustard energy that I have in my spirit to tell you that God wants us to be the same. He wants us to be made whole. He doesn't want us to just have an incomplete puzzle of our life to put back together. But he wants to complete your puzzle. He wants to complete your life. And we are complete in him. The same way that that lame man the lame man didn't come to Jesus. But Jesus came to him. He felt paralyzed. I've got no hope. I've got nowhere to go. I've got, my life feels like it's ending. I don't have any answers. And Jesus said, I'm just going to come to the one that needs me. Can I tell you that Jesus will meet you in your most difficult frailty? Jesus will meet you in the middle of the most trying circumstances of your life. You don't have to have everything together. You don't have to feel like you're perfect. Let me tell you something. As a matter of fact, in order for you to get a miracle, that means that you have to have something that's messed up. So if you're perfect in this room, congratulations. You don't need anything from God. But for the rest of us that need an answer, I've come to tell you today that God will meet you right where you're at. For the rest of us that don't have everything together, I've come to tell you God will meet you right where you are. He'll complete the puzzle that you've been trying to put together your whole life. He's trying to put the pieces going to meet you right in the middle of your frailty, right in the middle of your sin, right in the middle of your, of your deficiencies in life. That's where God meets you. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9 says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. And I might not have everything together. I might not have every answer to my life. I may not have every piece in my life put exactly where it needs to be. But I've come to tell you, devil, you're not going to destroy me. You're not going to hurt me because you may have me down, but I'm not out. I'm coming out of this trial. I'm coming out of this pain. I might not be how I imagined it, but I've come to tell you today that there's a peace that can be put back together. He can put the pieces of your life together. It wasn't just a temporary high, but it was the completion of insufficiencies that life had dealt that man. It might not be exactly as you imagined it. Your miracle may come a little unorthodox than what you imagined. Let me tell you something. Miracles can even happen outside of the church. Miracles can happen in your home. Miracles can happen in your life. Miracles can happen on your job. Miracles. God is not confined to a building. It might happen a way different than what you ever imagined happening. But God is bigger than our buildings. 
He's bigger than our circumstances. He's bigger than everything that we could imagine. And he uses imperfect people for his perfect plan, for his complete plan. Scripture is full of people that were used by God that didn't have a perfect life, but they were complete. Sarah was unable to bear children. Abraham or Adam was passive. Samson was strong physically, but he was very weak emotionally. Peter and Moses had anger issues, but they were all mightily used of God. It's time for us to be honest for a moment. We all have issues, especially me. My wife would definitely agree with that. But you got to listen, if you read your Bible, if you truly read your Bible, you're going to find that every person of consequence had real life struggles. But the problem in the church today is we kill our Davids and we elevate our Sauls. The ones that look like they have everything perfect, but David was the one that was after God's own heart. The one that was the king, the one that had everything together. He was the one that was the, was re, that was the rejected one that, that had a successor named before he even passed away. But David was the one that made mistakes. David was the one that had the circumstances. David was the one that didn't have everything together. And David was the one that God anointed to be used. And David was the one that God used to do great miraculous things. And he struggled. of repentance. Danger is, is when we feel like we're beyond repentance. The danger comes when we feel like we are in such a great place that we don't need to ask God for forgiveness. I'm a king. You know, I got everything together. You know, I got this and I got that. I don't really necessarily need Saul, the higher he got, the less willing to admit his failures he became. The more hard-headed he became, the more elevated he came, the more likely that he didn't want to repent or acknowledge God for the reason why he was where he was. He was the king. Jesus says, differently. You know, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. My, your ways, my ways aren't your ways. You, you, you just don't even realize the circumstances that you're going through. You're going to look back and go, how did that happen to me? Pastor Christian, I'm sure you've heard his story. You know, it's love the things of God. Love God with all that there is. You know, there was a journal that God sent me. There's a journal that you've been sent from. I remember I was a young man and uh, we went and preached a crusade inside. We preached a service, a big service, like to put it that way, inside of a very large um, camp in Louisiana. This wasn't a regular camp. This was a boot camp for boys, Louisiana boot camp for boys that were troubled youths. And it was ran by retired military sergeants. They literally went to boot camp for three months to be rehabilitated because they had there they had went through so many struggles these boys and there were about 300 of them we got up and preached and we talked about God and what would change your life 
And I watched as 300 boys that had never been in an apostolic church service before. I watched as 300 of the hardest young criminals, honestly, the hardest young criminals in Louisiana that were sent to this place that were mandated by the government to go unless they were going to be charged as adults. They had to go to this place. And I watched as 300 of those boys. There were about 300. I watched as about 250 of them lifted up their hands and tears started streaming down their face because I don't care how hard you are. Every person has a piece in their life that's missing. And if you don't fill it with the things of God, you're always going to be searching. I watched as these boys started to pray. We started to pray them through. And all of a sudden, these boys that had never, ever been in a church service before, most of them, I would say, never experienced Pentecost before, never experienced the power of God like we're feeling right now before, never went through any of that. And I watched as we started laying our hands on them and we started praying with them. And all of a sudden they started speaking in another tongue as the Spirit gives the, gave them the ability to speak and they were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. They had never been in a church service before. They had never experienced before. They never had all the answers before. But as soon as God touched them, they didn't even know about tongues. They didn't even know about those things. But as soon as God touched them, they started to speak in another tongue as the Spirit gives the utterance. <laughs> You've come too late to tell me that this isn't real because I just watched 300 boys that had no experience with it. Watch them be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. So we're praying with kids. Praying with them to get the Holy Ghost. I mean, they were worth some Skyler if you believe it or not. And, uh, I started praying with them. All of a sudden, I hear, line up for drill at this point. Every camper, please line up for drill at this point. Every cadet, line up for drill. Must be in line in 30 seconds. Must be in line in 30 seconds. And I watched this boy come up to me. Every kid had to have their head shaved. They had those big, thick glasses on. I'm telling you, it was, it was one of the most unbelievable experiences I've ever seen in my life. And I said, hey, buddy, what's your name? He told me, he said, my name's Sean. I said, Sean, one more favorite thing. He said, I want him to change his name. I said, Sean, Sean, you don't have very long. The next thing I heard was, 20 seconds, 20 seconds. All campers must be lined up. This isn't like, you know, Brother Jeff Arnold that asked for five more minutes. Like, this is legit. This is like, okay, you're going to have to go through PT or something if you don't show up. So I watched Sean as I prayed for him. I said, Sean, you want God to change your life? He said, yeah. I said, Sean, God can fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I said, you know what that is? He said, nope. I said, it's just God speaking through you and living in your spirit. You're going to speak in another tongue. It's going to be awesome. You believe it? Yes. <laughs> 10 seconds. I said, Sean, you have 10 seconds to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I said, lift up your hands. He lifted up his hands, and all of a sudden I heard 10 Nine, and I laid my hands on his head, and that boy, as God is my witness, that had never been in a church service before, never heard of the Holy Ghost before that moment before, started speaking in another tongue as the Spirit gave the utterance. And before that countdown was over, he was filled with the gift of the Spirit. I've come to tell you today, if you're searching for an answer, there's a missing piece here. There's a missing piece for hope that you've never realized you could have. <laughs> And I walked out, and I remember we got in the van, and we pulled out in the van, and I watched all these boys that were out there doing PT, and they were doing jumping jacks. And as they were doing jumping jacks, you heard the roar of about a 100 campers speaking in another tongue as they were doing jumping jacks out in the lawn. I've come to tell you today, <laughs> there's hope. No matter your situation, no matter your circumstance, there's hope for you.
the Holy Ghost is a comforter. The Holy Ghost is the missing piece. It's Jesus living inside of you and the missing piece that you've been searching for your whole life. Can I tell you that that is just an in one interaction with Jesus will complete the puzzle of your life. You feel like I'm missing something? You are. It's Jesus. You feel like I don't have all the answers. I feel like I've been put in unfair circumstances. Let me tell you something. You have. But let me tell you the missing piece. It's Jesus. He didn't come to make people perfect. He came to make you perfect. He didn't come to give you every answer that you ever imagined. He just came to make you whole. That's what Jesus did. That's what the missing piece is for. If you struggle with depression, can I tell you there's a missing piece for you too? Do you struggle with Addiction, can I tell you that there's a missing piece for you? Do you struggle with pornography? Can I tell you that there's a missing piece for you today? Do you struggle with no hope and no answers in every door that you feel like you go to? You feel like you struggle? Can I tell you that there's a missing piece for you today? Do you struggle financially? Can I tell you that there's a missing piece for you today? Do you struggle without hope and without peace? Can I tell you there's a missing piece for you from here today? And I don't know what you've gone through, but I can tell. James 1 and 4, it says, but let patience have her perfect work. There's going to be a time when we will be made perfect. When we see Jesus face to face and all of us are there. And there's a heaven to win and there's a hell to get to lose in front of. And today you have a choice. Do you want to spend an eternity with him or do you want to spend all eternity with hell? First Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When the doctor says there's no hope, give thanks. When the doctor says there's no answers, when you feel like there's no way out, give thanks. Because it could be the very thing that could lead you to the missing piece. Romans 8.28 says, all things work together for good to them that love God. You might come out bloody, you might come out bruised, you might come out feeling like you have no answers, or you might come out feeling like you've been through a war, but can I tell you that you'll come out whole? I don't know about all this, Brother Anthony. That's okay. You don't have to know all this, Brother Anthony. Give him a chance. We're going to open this altar here in a moment you never received the gift of the Holy Ghost or speaking in another tongue, can I tell you today that it is the greatest gift that you will ever receive? Because you can go to heaven with diabetes, you can go to heaven in a wheelchair, you can go to heaven with all these different circumstances and trials, but you cannot go to heaven without the Holy Ghost. The only thing that you can bring to heaven with you is every, everybody that you see. Wilden's not going with us. Drums aren't going with us. Bass isn't going with us, even though it's really nice. The only thing that goes with us is our family and our friends. It's the only thing we can bring to heaven. It's all the only life you can ever have. And I can tell you, there's a peace. There's a missing peace here for everybody in this room. Can I tell you that? When you pick up that piece, 
we need to understand that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's the ruler of peace. Some of you have struggled with war. You've warred in your homes. You've warred in your life. And can I tell you that if you'll leave Jesus, he'll make peace. You will truly peace God. Let's stand. this is okay today. I hope I'm helping somebody today. I want to help you today. I'm not just here to just preach a cool sermon and then go home, but I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you understand that there's a better way of life than what you could have ever imagined. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for all that. I don't know if I'm ready for a big life change. I don't know. Let me tell you something. If you just give God a chance, you will deal with all the other stuff. Well, Brother Anthony, I'm just going to be real. Ready? Brother Anthony, I smoke cigarettes, so I don't think I should come to the altar. Let me tell Forget about those. That's a lie from the enemy. Well, Brother Anthony, I'm still addicted to, uh, to, to whatever. Guess what? Give your life to Jesus first. You don't have to get everything squared away to give your life to God. Give your life to God, and those things will come. The biggest trick of the enemy that I've seen, especially, especially growing up in Zanesville, is, well, I'll go to church when I feel like I want to get things right. I'll come and I'll repent when I feel like I'm ready to really give up everything. That's the biggest lie of the enemy. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll stop coming to church when I'm ready to give up partying. Or I'll start coming to church when, I, when I'm ready to give up partying. Let me tell you something. If you wait to get things right, it'll never happen. But if you give your life to Maybe for you today, maybe you're not ready to receive the Holy Ghost, or you don't, you don't quite know what this is all about, but you just want to come and pray for the first time. You just want to come and repent and ask God for forgiveness. Guess what? That's the missing piece that can complete your puzzle. That's the missing piece that can fix your plans. John 19 and 30 says this. Jesus is hanging on the cross. Jesus dies for our sins. Jesus died for you. Put your hand on your chest and say, you. Jesus goes to the cross and dies. Had to happen. The Old Testament, it was a lamb that was laid on the altar and that that sacrifice would come and lift it up. And that fire would come and lift it up off the altar. And that's how the people of God postponed the sins of the world. They postponed their sins. They put it off for a year. But when Jesus came, he became, Scripture says, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Jesus died on the cross. He became the Lamb so that you and I can access His throne, so that we can access His mercy, so that we can access His grace. Jesus was the spotless Lamb. So the salvation, the missing piece wasn't completed. Salvation for you and I wasn't accessible. Wasn't easily accessible. The throne room of the presence of God, there wasn't, if I could say it this way, the church, the, the presence of the Lord wasn't accessible to everybody. It was only reserved for the elite few. Now in John 19.30, Jesus hangs on the cross and he dies. And when Jesus therefore received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. He 
said, every bit of struggle that they've went through, it's complete. Every bit of pain that they're, that they're going to go through, I've completed the work. Every bit of circumstance that has led to this period, I've completed it because I've hung on the cross and the puzzle is complete. Now, every one of us can access his throne. Now, every one of us can access his presence because the purpose is complete. And the reason why you and I are here today and the reason why you're in this room today is because he completed the puzzle. You see, that lamb had to be split open. Jesus was split open. And when Jesus was split open, the temple veil was split open. When Jesus died, that's what kept the commoner from visiting his presence. That's why he can receive, why we can receive his spirit today. That's why we can speak in another tongue as the spirit gives the utterance to show us that we have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's why we can experience it today because he was, the lamb was opened and then he was opened and then the veil was opened and now we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Now we can come and say, God, I need So I don't know what your circumstances are, but I just could imagine Jesus, if he was in this room today, he would say, let me complete your puzzle. I have the missing puzzle piece for your life. I have the missing piece for your world. I have the missing piece. If you're here today and you feel like you're missing something, or if you're here today and you just feel like, man, I, 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 maybe, maybe you've received the Holy Ghost, but you just still feel empty. Maybe there's just something that you're struggling with thrown a ton of these out here. If you want God to complete the puzzle of your life, we're going to pray and sing in a moment. If you want God to complete that puzzle, I want you to come. I want you to take that, grab a puzzle piece up here somewhere. I'm going to lay them up here as well so that some of you don't have to bend down. Maybe some of y'all can lay them here. I want you to come and I want you to grab a puzzle piece. I want you to put it in your wallet. puzzle piece is the answer is in Jesus I want you to lift your hands in this room right now every one of us we're going to pray and ask God to forgive us we're going to repent God I'm sorry for everything I've done I want you to talk to him just like he's your best friend God I'm sorry for the way that I've lived my life God, I'm sorry for blaming you for things that I made mistakes on. God, I'm sorry for blaming the mistakes of my past on you. But God, I don't want to live a life that's holy. God, I want to love you. I want to show that I love you, God. I want to live a complete, total, devoted life to you, God. I know you want to complete the puzzle piece of my life. So now, God, here I am. I give you my life. I give you my hope. I give you my peace. God, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. If you want God to complete that puzzle piece, this altar's open. I challenge you to come and find a, a puzzle piece and put it in your hand. Pray with it right now. This altar's open if you want to come and play. Come and grab a puzzle piece. Find a place to pray. Jesus. Come on, don't let the devil trick you into being too proud to come and pray. 
Come on, don't let the devil come and trick you into thinking that this isn't. I've come to tell you today, if you'll come and give your life an answer, if you'll come and give your life to Jesus, he's got an answer for you. These altars are open if you want to come and find a place to pray. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. That's it. There's an answer for you. There's an answer for your peace. That's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, these altars open. Don't be shy. Don't be scared. Come on, there's an answer for you. Come on, I know it's not cool sometimes to show you love for God, but that's okay. I'm telling you, there's an answer for you today in this room. That's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, God, I give my life to you, Jesus. I give my circumstances to you, Jesus. I might not understand everything, but I know that you can complete the puzzle. I might not have all the answers, but I know that you can complete it. Jesus, Jesus, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. That's it. That's it, young man. That's it, sir. That's it, young lady. Come on, that's it, elder. Go ahead and pray right now. That's beautiful. Give your life to him. Give your life to him. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.